All right, all right, all right. I should have the tracks up tonight, okay? I know. Yesterday I said I was going to do it, and I fell asleep, which has been the story of my life for the last week. The virus spreads. I am I, uh, getting closer to, eesh, to a day off turned into a day on, so that kind of took up my time today. Double workouts in, morning three miles, and then rounds and rounds and rounds for a total of 22 minutes. And then afternoon, also got another two-mile run-in, plus some slow lifting. Did some uh, little bit of podcast listening, foreign affair articles. Um, it'll be about uh, well, Olaf Scholz, the Chancellor of Germany, wrote an article. And then I also listened to uh, one about Haiti as well. And, ooh, U.S. Americans, careful, the IRS is going after your side hustle. Snap! Friday, December 9th, 2022. I'm Steven Sierski, folks. Hope you are doing well going into the weekend and that you are feeling well because a lot of people around me are getting sick, like COVID sick. They're testing positive and anything of everything. And I'll tell you right now, I'm not bad, <clears throat> but I probably should have blown my nose before I started this episode. <laughs> anyway, I'm not sick. Uh, at least I don't think so. Um... Haven't tested, haven't gotten tested in the last couple of days, because the last time I went to go get tested, it didn't show up anyway. I don't know what they're doing with it. They still have the tent out there. They're just, I'm not sure they're submitting the result. Maybe they're just throwing them out after they leave the compound. Who knows? But uh, yeah, several uh, people I know have now tested positive for the virus that is still around. And it's actually quite shocking just how that changed within nine days. It's almost as if, uh, you know, the powers that be were kind of were kind of like, you know, if they really want us to lift all those restrictions, we told them it would be bad. Let it happen then. You know, you guys wanted this power of the people, power of the voice. You wanted it. You got it. You deal with it then. But show up to work and keep on going and don't get anyone else sick. At least that's what it seems like anyway. So, yeah, stay healthy out there. I'm still doing my runs and everything. Uh, but uh, I don't. I have one nasal swab kit in case, um, it, you know, in case I get it. I, at what point would I test myself? It's like, I guess if I had a really bad fever, but they, they don't require you to go to a government quarantine uh, facility anymore. I don't go to the office. I don't. The only place I go is to the supermarket down the street. Like, that's it. There's, I went out Wednesday, but that was because I had to go write an exam. And then I came home at, well, then I went to a bar after, but yes. There. And and you know what? Fair enough. That That is enough sometimes to put you in close contact. But they're not doing close contact anymore, right? It's not close contact. It's like if you either have the virus or you don't have the virus. And if you have the virus, stay at home, right? If you don't, If you don't have the virus... And keep on going. You still uh, bars and um, restaurants, like other eating places, still need negative NAT tests, and the schools as well. Uh, schools and I think it's hospitals, care centers. Those require forty-eight hour na- NAT negative NAT tests as well. So I don't really go. I don't go to any of those places. So not too much of a problem there. December drumming tracks. Uh, yes. Okay. I'll see what I can finally post. So I, 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 guys, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and tonight. Ooh, that's four tracks. I did create a bunch tonight. Some of them I weren't happy with. I've created rough drafts and I've never, I didn't, I don't think I did this in years previous. It, this is the second year that I've done it. Yeah. It will be the, January will be the third year I do January, but this is only the second year I've done uh, December drumming. 
last year, I don't think I finished last year's uh, challenge until like mid- midway through January or February or something. It was like some long time. Uh, but uh, this year, uh, last year, I also didn't create rough tracks and not post them. Whereas this year, I've created some tracks. I'm just going, you know, no, I don't want to post this. I don't want it to just be like uh, a desperate grab. Although, maybe I should just to be, because again, going by the principle of 70, 20, 10. 70% is going to be garbage, 20% is going to be okay, 10% is going to be gold, or at least better than the other 90%, right? So that being said, um, it would be a good idea just to keep on going and publishing stuff and not get sort of um, mired in trying to play catch-up the entire time. Um, Yeah, we'll see. Uh, But... uh, I have tracks ready. One of the things I've been trying to do is change the little image on the MP3 file. Like th- this is actually something that holds me back from publishing a lot of these things uh, because it's just this little bit of um, extra work that you have to do. But luckily, the iPad makes it very easy. Like if I do it in GarageBand, it's a lot easier. Uh, if I do it in Logic Pro, then it requires an extra step using uh, Kid3 is the uh, meta tag. Uh, meta tag editor that I use for that that purpose uh, KID3 the number three um, so yeah I, I do have something I have things ready it's just uh, you know I some of them are rough tracks and some of them don't have the little sticker the mp3 picture file and I just wanted to make sure I got it in there that's all uh, I did end up working today got a call at 10 o'clock they're like hey can you um work <laughs> and I, very luckily I was just finishing my laundry, and I was—I had just finished my workout, and I'd finished eating everything. So I'm like, "Yeah, it's fine, sure." Silly me! I should have sat down and not answered the phone. Oh, bad! But this is tricky because these—the since we've gone to sort of a national-wide, uh, what do you call it, deployment or rollout? Um, it, it could be a, it could be a, uh, you know, a telemarketer. It could be the delivery guy. It could be like a Taobao or Jingdong purchase. It could be the bank or it could be work calling. <laughs> so, and I was caught off guard. I wasn't thinking. I do have a couple packages that I'm waiting for, but um, the uh, the apps aren't showing that it's anywhere close to me. So I'm going, I don't think they'd be calling me. And I didn't order YMI or anything. So sillily, I ordered, I, I uh, answered the phone. Shame on you, Stephen. That cost me eight hours, six hours of my day. Ah, uh, well, anyway, I did manage to get both of my workouts in. Uh, this morning, I ran for three miles in 33, uh, it's just over, that doesn't sound right, 33 minutes. Should be less than that. I ran 33 minutes, that's an average of 11 minutes per mile. That's not right. Something's wrong here. Uh, 67 pull-ups, 125 push-ups, uh, and 205 air squats for a total time. That took me 22 minutes, 37 seconds. Actually, those rounds... Those took me 20 minutes because it took me two minutes to crawl up the stairs. So what I do is I do this three-mile run outside, and then I crawl up. I don't literally crawl up the stairs. Yeah, gross. Uh, I go up the stairs. I walk up the stairs, which is still kind of gross to tell you the truth. And that took me roughly two minutes. Uh, maybe yeah, I want to say two minutes, 30, but around two minutes. And I get into the apartment, and that's when I started doing uh, the rounds. Now, I did today's... I did in rounds. I did five pull-ups, 10 push-ups, and 15 air squats. And I targeted 10 rounds, first of all. 
Then I did another three rounds, and that was getting tough. And then I added another two pull-ups, five push-ups, and ten air squats at the end, just so I could do better than last year. And I, that actually took me less time than it did last week when I try to do all the pull-ups at once, all the push-ups at once, uh, like uh, in cons- uh, consecutive, consecutive, subsequent, cons- one after another. <laughs> Did the pull, all the pull-ups and then all the push-ups and then all the air squats, right? Consecutively. There we go. Um, and so I was actually a little bit surprised. It only took me 20 minutes to do that. It's it's almost like not an excuse not to ever have not to have the time. I mean, you have 20 minutes. You can you can actually do 67 pull-ups, 125 push-ups, and 200 air 200 air 205 air squats if you just went ahead and did it instead of saying, "Well, I don't have the time." So. This is shocking to me. It's good. I mean, it actually shows that there's a, a lot of um, I've done. I've improved quite a bit uh, in terms of my ability to uh, pull this off. Now I'm still not wearing that weight vest, and I'm starting to wonder. I was actually thinking uh, because yesterday's uh, guest on my podcast, which I haven't released just yet, I was talking to him about creatine, and he was saying that it is a natural substance. A lot of research and everything, so it's not bad for you. I've stayed away from it. I I, I have some of these creatine wafer bars that are complete waste, but um, they, the, the, I buy them every now and then, not the wafer bars, just creatine bars in general, but not very often. I, I prefer to stay with whole foods and be as natural as I can, I guess. Um, but I wonder if these CrossFit guys and the original guy who sort of did the, the Murph, which is what this is called, uh, I can't remember the, something Murphy, I think was his name. Um, and I can't remember his first name. I apologize. Uh, but, uh, I'm not sure if he was also using creatine, uh, prior to, um, you know, while, while he was doing this sort of workout. I know a lot of the CrossFitters do that, and I wonder if that sort of helps them get through 100 pull-ups a lot easier than, you know, not being on uh, creatine does. Uh, anyway, so uh, impressed with the timing there, so it just took me, what, just under an hour to do the whole thing, did a 10-minute cool-down walk as well and some stretching afterwards, which is good because I was able to fit this all in before this um, call for work happened. After work, I managed to get another two miles in, and there's some slow lifts as well. Uh, this one, I try to do, again, I do try to do lifts slow, but I've also started doing uh, sets. So I used to only do one set of each, but very slowly. Now I've gone back to doing two or three sets, but still not doing them as slow, but still slower than you know a regular set would sort of take you sort of thing. So uh, the idea being to focus on using the heavy weights that I have, heavy weight being the 28 kilo kettlebell, that uh, I don't like lifting over my head, to tell you the truth, so I try not to do that on uh, on Fridays, uh, despite any sort of liftings that could help increase upper body mass, I have, you know, a desire not to um, hurt myself, let's put it that way. Uh, so I got that all done within another, what was it, I guess it was another hour after work, yeah, it's two hours, two a days, I mean, is it... And I was thinking again, I mean, what else would I do if I, what, could I just sit down and start working on all these audio files and stuff like that? Because after work, if I do this workout, it takes me an hour, then it's like cleanup time. And then I have to go to April Gourmet to pick up some stuff because I'm like, who knows what's going to happen with this COVID thing? How, if we are going to get shut down or if I'm going to get knocked out or whatever. So I'm like, I need some more non-alcoholic beers anyway, because I figured, why not? It's Friday, time to party with a non-alcoholic beer. Um... And wow, oh, there, wow, that was kind of bizarre. April Gourmet was like the shelves 
a lot of them, the, the, the fresh produce, a lot of it was gone. Like all the vegetables and the fruits and vegetables, uh, just lots of it was taken, a lot of empty space on those shelves. Um, meat's still quite a bit, but um, the, uh, they had lineups of um, bags. Like the, the floor was covered with, um, not takeaway, delivery parcels basically, and they were waiting for drivers to come and pick them up. Um, and it looks, it did. They also had boxes of stuff of um, uh, food that I guess, I'm not sure if they hadn't had time to put it on the shelves or if it was because they ordered so much because demand was so high, right? Uh, so yeah, I, I don't know exactly, but I know that it, there weren't many people in the supermarket, but there were a lot of delivery parcels. Let's put it that way. It was almost like uh, the normal number of people plus 10 that would be in the, the supermarket was matched by the uh, the delivery uh, parcels, saying that if there was only if there was ten people in the store uh, in the supermarket, then here there's like twenty parcels on the floor to be delivered. Well, got my one bag of stuff and came on home. Uh, Listen to some uh, foreign affairs articles. Yesterday I mentioned that, uh, or a couple of days ago I mentioned that uh, didn't know anything about what was going on in Haiti, and luckily foreign affairs published something there. Uh, a journalist wrote an article. Uh, detailing sort of what sort of happened up until uh, this year. This is news to me. I didn't really know that this was going on. Uh, I guess it's crossed headlines before, but since I don't really know anybody from Haiti, uh, I don't know anyone like really who lives in Latin America or South South America, like in that part of the world. Um, Very few connections over there, to tell you the truth. Uh, So apparently, I mean, they had... It wasn't a coup. The president got assassinated, and the guy who took over was conveniently positioned to take over sort of thing. So they're kind of wondering if he got, well, if he had a hand in it, but that the U.S. sort of backs him, and as a result, um, they're trying to set up, like, fair elections, but most people don't want to go vote because it's very dangerous out there as well. Uh, But... uh, also, they kind of figure that they won't listen to the vote anyway. They'll just sort of go with whoever the United States or the international court goes with, and that might not be who exactly wins sort of thing. So there's a lot of distrust in the the voting system as it is. Um, that being the case, I mean, lots of violence there, a lot of gang violence and everything. It's uh, crazy to think that there are places like that. And I do wonder about the travelers, like if it's one of these places that you can't travel to anymore, if the travel advisory has... Uh, sort of been implemented, and Haiti used to be um, like a huge travel destination. I guess it was an earthquake back in 2010, I believe it was, uh, that rattled the uh, the island and caused all sorts of damage and uh, did not make things better for the people. Uh, let's put it that way. And since then, it's just uh, they're going through a very rough time. Um, and I know as a backpacker, as a traveler, you know some of these places seem like it's a good idea to go. Well, let's just go have a look. And uh, sometimes. Like, what would put you off from visiting a place? I know a lot of people don't want to visit China um, at the moment because of the heavy-handedness of the of, of the powers that be. But, like, a place like Haiti, I mean, I know there's, uh, what, do you, what do you call it, um, like, NGOs, like, there's not care workers, like, uh, but international work, volunteers, they want to go help out and stuff like that. Uh, I can't imagine, that. that's, is that crazy or is that brave or is that just... You know, you're young, you don't know, or you're older, you have experience, and 
which category do you fall into sort of thing? I'd, I'd be interested. I mean, if someone knows anybody in Haiti who wants to be on a podcast, let, let me know. Let's get in touch. Uh, but Olaf Scholz, uh, so he's the Chancellor of Germany, and he talks about this Zeitenweide, uh, the global Zeitenweide, uh, that uh, is, I don't actually know, I've forgotten what that word means, but basically, when Russia invaded Ukraine in February, that changed the world. Like that was that was probably the biggest change to the international world uh, order that has happened since it was put in place. And the reason why um, is because we and I'll put myself and I I I am in this generation of the people who did not see any major major wars. I mean, we saw nine eleven. Okay, that was that was a big deal. Desert Storm. Do you remember it? Like if you're anywhere between 35 and 45, do you remember Desert Storm and like any sort of impact from it? Uh, you could almost argue that 9/11 was a closure. Um, well, I guess the 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 9/11 fallout and the invasion, like the, the subsequent return to Iraq and uh, Afghanistan, that was sort of a closure of the whole. Uh, Desert Storm sort of 1980s battleground and stuff like that. Um, I guess, I don't know. See, this is something that I know the U.S. Americans would probably know a lot more about because they had uh, personnel on the ground. Uh, but it's, so this article, uh, Scholz's article, he's talking about how this uh, invasion has basically not put an end, but has certainly disrupted the last 40 years of relative peace in the Western world, uh, that being United States, Europe, uh, and most developing countries have experienced very little sort of upheavals uh, that uh, that they're seeing now, right? And this kind of you know begs the question: like, is this what Putin's goal was to do all along? Uh, was to disrupt the the way things are? So, uh, and I mean. Are they allied with China? Because China's grown quite a bit as well. And China's, China gets called out a lot for the way that it deals with things. It's sort of, you know, it says one thing, but it does another thing. Um, I mean, it's it's doing the things that it says, but the way that they're doing them is not what you would sort of expect someone to do when they've said that they're going to do something. Uh, whether And by that I mean like the manufacturing, that they're, you know, abiding by all international laws and stuff like that, and that they don't want to get involved in any other... Uh, extracurricular, like any curriculars outside of their own borders, uh, any um, any battles or any entanglements, uh, any issues. They don't want to mess with other people's affairs, and that that is not measuring up with how their diplomats are working, basically. And I think that's become quite clear over the last little while. And that's certainly not how it matches up with, um, I don't know, internet usage. With it, you can apparently watch this happen. Uh, the uh, the hack attacks that uh, where they come from and everything. There's there's maps that track this online. Of course, you need uh, some device to help you. But uh, the uh, the point is is that um, you know they say that they're not doing stuff, and yet it seems like they are doing stuff. Anyway, so this was a uh, interesting articles. Um, especially this uh, Olaf Scholz's uh, article was interesting. He's like, yeah, you know, I've really known a lot of good years. And so if the next 10 years are going to be really bad, 
Like, how do you deal with that? How how did people deal with the 1970s recession? Um, people who were working, uh, like, like actual working, had proper jobs and lives set up, and then that were sort of disrupted by 9-11. How did that happen? Um, and so like, this is the first time, I think, that you can sort of see that a, a conflict um, coupled with the coronavirus pandemic, that's, we're, are we seeing the end of it? I don't know. Um these two things have disrupted quite a bit of um, life that we've seen around the world. Uh, and uh, it's not something that we've seen, at least not in my lifetime, aside from 9-11 again. And 9-11, uh, there was some opposition towards sending troops to the Middle East as well. But you don't see that same sort of voice coming out of Russia saying, don't send the troops, whether that's because of media censorship or whatever. Don't know. All I can say is that I'm glad I visited Russia when I had the chance. Now that that uh, Eastern Slavic country beside Ukraine seems to be a little bit uh, less inviting, especially for Canadian citizens, Canadian passport holders. Well, going to have to go south instead of north next time, I guess. Finally, U.S. Americans, IRS is going after your side hustle. Yeah, this is one thing that has been talked about for quite a bit, uh, that, you know, you got to start your side hustle, you got to have a side job, which we can't do here in China, of course, um, depending on the wording of your contract, of course, and your visa situation. Uh, but uh, the IRS is lowering the threshold, the claim amount threshold for, not the, sorry, I don't want to say claim, the threshold for declaring certain types of income from $20,000 down to six. dollars hundred dollars now this is huge because u.s the democrat party promised people lots of money and they gave them lots of money free money free money for everybody they've now enacted this that says that if you've sold anything you've garnered an income of more than six hundred dollars you have to declare that on your taxes and you have to pay taxes on it so they once again they've pulled the rug out of under you Oh, goodness. So this is what the IRS is apparently going to be doing to um, buffer the coffers of the American government for the uh, next little while. Don't know when that's going to uh, settle. Anyway, weekend ahead. Hope you guys have a good one. I work, and I will try not to get the vid, because, geez, does it ever seem to get close here. Uh, I've been very fortunate so far. I'm I'm glad I have been. Uh, and typically, here in China, what I do, if I ever feel the, like uh, sniffles or any sort of... I haven't had a fever in a long time. Pay, 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 pay. Hold, let's, let's, and I'm okay with that. I don't need one. Um, but ginger tea or ginger water. This has been something that uh, I have found that to work quite a bit. Uh, so you dice up your, your ginger, fresh ginger. Nah, it's not. You can't use a powder. It takes too long to sort of... It's not as strong, right? You need something that you can soak for uh, 10 minutes, 5 to 10 minutes. Boiling water, you pour, you cut up your ginger into small pieces. You put that into your uh, your French press or your teapot or whatever. You dump your hot, your boiling water over top of it um, and let it sit for 5 to 10 minutes. Should be pretty good. And that will not only burn your throat, but it'll heat up your body, help you sweat. And I'd actually almost say that if you can, if you have the energy and you can do it safely, um, go for a walk or get some sort of cardio to help uh, your body sort of push out the uh, the uh, toxins inside your system. Or just sleep under a bunch of covers, basically, and make sure you have towels so you can absorb the sweat. I mean, I know it's kind of gross, but you want to sweat it out. You want to sweat out this, this virus, whatever it is. Um, although I'm not sure if that's... <laughs> Again, (laughs) 
The big wigs aren't talking about it, so I'm not sure if this is exactly the best way, but I'm just saying this is how I've dealt with sort of uh, any sort of inkling of a uh, not feeling well. That, and I do tend to run quite a bit and try to eat raw vegetables, which I've been told, you know, is not a bad thing to do. So, anyway, we'll leave it there. Okay, look forward to uh, December drumming. I will get these tracks up, uh, and that way uh, I won't be behind, and you can tell other people, yeah, he's not completely just full of hot air. He does do stuff. And he actually publishes them. All right. Folks, thanks for listening. I appreciate it. Show notes and tracks up on my website, stevensersky.com. And, of course, you can always find this uh, podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, and other podcasting platforms. I think and I hope. All right. We'll do this again. Have a good one. Have a great weekend. We'll talk again. Bye-bye.